You're listening to Building Three Pillars, the podcast for the professional on the go. Let's get it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Building Three Pillars. I'm your host, John Waters. Hope you all had an awesome weekend, as usual. <laughs> um, if you're not in the U.S., well, really, if you're anywhere around the world, I imagine you've probably heard by now that the United States has pretty much picked their uh, new president, and that would be Mr. Joe Biden. So congratulations to him and his campaign. Um, I know that this whole election period was very interesting for all of us here in America. I couldn't imagine what it was like for the rest of you who may not be here, who just will happen to get a piece of that by watching and keeping up with what's happening here. So hopefully this is just a glimpse of good things to come, and hopefully it's not the doomsday that others are predicting. That's yet to be seen. All right, so moving on from that, uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. For today's episode, I kind of want to introduce something a little different. Recently, I had the privilege and opportunity to do an interview with Dylan Cusack, a good friend of mine, and we really were able to take a good look at, you know, some healthy ways of coping with uh, the body image and some of the ways that people outside of ourselves, such as organizations and or sometimes our own unhealthy self-talk can lead us down a path that's just not quite right as far as fulfilling our goals. Rather than being in the gym, which I'm really huge on talking about, or being in the office, you know? And we talk about some of the ways that that can impact our overall being and spill over into those around us. So take a listen and let me know what you think. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. My name is John Waters. Uh, Three Pillars Fitness is the game. And today we're going to be talking about body image. All right, so this is hopefully what will be one of many Fitness Corner series episodes. All right, so today we're going to be talking to another personal trainer and good friend of mine, Dylan Cusack. We go back pretty far. We've been cool since the Marine Corps days. All right, so there's not anyone currently watching. And I'm going to go ahead and get him on here now just so he can be here when you guys kick in. And let's do that. All right. What's going on, John? Hey, man, man. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right. So everyone that's listening and or watching, if they're watching from any of my channels, they already know who I am. However, they may not know who you are. So would you mind filling them in with a little bit of information about yourself and your background? All right. So... After uh, my time in the Marine Corps with you, as a matter of fact, I uh, had a tendency to fall into a bad hole and fitness actually ended up saving my life. So with that being said, I decided I'd pursue a uh, NASM certification, so uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine in personal training. I also went through a couple of nutrition courses. I'm actually certified 17 different ways of nutrition, all of which are actually active again, which I'm very proud of. I'm also pursuing a formal degree in nutrition, chasing to be a registered dietitian. And I've got about a semester left in that. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty proud of that as well. Uh, Killing it. Yeah. I was uh, doing bodybuilding for men's physique for a little while. Got a little bigger. So I think I might pursue either classic or go into one of the bigger divisions like the 212. See, just see what I can push my body to. Heck yeah. Uh, as far as pushing your body, what would you say has been the most challenging thing doing that? Uh, taking your weight up and taking your weight back down. How has that been for you? Uh, the, the challenging part is 
the main subject of all this. It's what you see in the mirror. Uh, I actually spent the last two years kind of going down a bad path nutritionally because I knew this stuff, but it wasn't as fun because uh, everything going on with, you know, the COVID made things difficult, uh, stress, life got in the way. I kind of put my goals on the sideline because financial issues hit like it, things got to me and I decided why push myself nutritionally as well. If I'm already working hard in the gym, I mean, mind you, the muscle growth was definitely worth the wait, but at the same time, I did not like who I was in the mirror. Dig so. it. I think a lot of us can attest to that, or at least being in that position, especially if we're in the game at all, which uh, kind of leads us right into our first topic of the night, which is learning to deal with the person in the mirror. Yeah. I would like to go ahead and talk about myself a little bit as far as dealing with the person in the mirror. I mean, I've never had any, you know, uh, diagnose issues mentally or anything like that. But I know I, for one, have definitely struggled with some body image issues, especially earlier on in my career. I mean, even in the Marine Corps, I mean, coming into the Marine Corps, I was pretty slight. I was barely tipping a scale at a heavy 120. And so, you know, (laughs) you can only imagine what that's like on the other end of the spectrum, walking into the land of giants, you know. And I know that definitely took a toll on me. But what has been your uh, your journey as far as dealing with those kind of things and being able to embrace the person you see in the mirror. Uh, funny you mentioned the Marine Corps. I uh, got out of boot camp five pounds overweight and still had to get taped. Uh, I'm kind of a shorter guy, five seven right now. I was five nine in the Marine Corps. I ended up actually losing an inch and a half because of an injury from the Marines. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, with all that in consideration, my my weight minimum was one. I think it was one eighty one was the most I could weigh. I got out of boot camp at one ninety, so I was constantly being taped my entire time in the Marine Corps. And when I met you, I was in decent shape, just right. off of knee surgery, but I was in de- decent shape. Fast yeah. forward about five more years, man. I just kept adding the weight. Think getting forced out of the Marine Corps just made me plummet. So with that, I got all the, all the way up to I think I hit two hundred and ninety one pounds. I was not strong. I was not fit. I wasn't active. It was that was an issue. So I finally I got sick of everything going wrong in my life and decided I'd control what I could. And I knew I had control over what was in the mirror. Right. I spent the entire time in the Marine Corps making sure I at least kept some bit of fitness. Dig it, dig it. Uh, I feel like that was kind of mandatory. I mean, like I said, when I went in, <laughs> I was kind of small and it was weird and funny to me that most of my time in the Marine Corps was spent trying to get bigger. Like, that's what I spent most of my time doing. I was like, man, I need to get bigger. Man, I met you and you had like the biggest arms in the shop. Yeah, but I mean, like, I was almost obsessive about that kind of thing, dude. Like, you have no idea what actually you do now. A lot of time I spent in the gym and I always thought it was funny. Everyone would make jokes like, man, I want to be that size, you know, and I always thought to myself, well, you may want it in theory, but I know you don't want to go through the pain it took to get here. Yep. And, you know, not even just like physically, but mentally, the things I had to go through to get myself to want to go to the gym and pretty much like changing uh, my overall thought process to get myself in a position to accept the changes and the challenges. Yeah, unfortunately, the biggest thing with that was, I know for me, it took hating myself enough, like hating what I saw in the mirror enough to realize the pain you go through in the gym and the restriction you put on yourself to make these changes. Because I make changes quick. 
because I have that mindset now of, okay, I don't like that. I need to fix it. Right. So it's sometimes it takes you to a dark place. You realize, you know, you're not starting to not like that person. So you make, you make the change. Right. Big it. Which takes us right into the next topic. Actually the very first topic, <laughs> the mindset, to change. And Man, uh, two for two on this one. <laughs> hey, you've been killing it, dude. <laughs> but like, as far as you're concerned in your journey, what type of things did you need to work through mentally in order to get yourself in not only a more accepting state physically to go through the change, but mentally and emotionally? What things did you have to deal with? Uh, you know, the har- hardest thing for me right off the bat was I had to quit smoking. I had to quit drinking. I I had a tendency to, you know, I I was pounding a six pack a night just to make sure I could actually get through the night and sleep. And of course, in an alcohol induced state, fast food was the easiest thing. Like the convenience of like alcohol being down the street and fast food being around every corner, it made it difficult to connect. So the biggest issue was once again, like I said, I I hated who I'd become. I hated the fact that, you know, I had spent all that time rehabbing my leg and I got out of a wheelchair just to put on a bunch of weight and it hurt just to stand up. I fixed an injury and then almost gave myself a whole new one because of it. So once I started approaching that and I realized, you know, it is within your control and I started small, like, all right, I want to, I want to lose 14 pounds just controlling my diet and then I'll go into a gym. But of course I decided I would shop around. So I went to gyms to figure out which one I was going to sign up at later on. And I would think I made it to seven pounds down before I walked into my first gym and going in there, I literally got laughed at. A guy asked me, you know, what did you do before in life? And I told him I was a Marine, literally laughed at me and said, let me guess, you were an MMA fighter too. As you know, at 16 years old, I was training for it. Pretty dedicated me. So, uh, yeah, he laughed and said, there's no way a Marine would have that lack of self-respect. Please get out of my gym. Literally laughed me out the door. The, I think it was the Thursday, the following week, this was on a, this was on a Friday. So it took me six days of controlling just my diet and at home workouts because that guy lit a fire under me. I dropped that 14 pounds. And of course I was in a perfect position to do it because I was morbidly obese, completely sedentary life. So I was in the perfect spot to make that change. Fast forward, I think it was 97 days. I dropped 107 pounds in total because that, that guy fired me up. Like the next gym I walked into, everybody was welcoming. Everybody wanted to see me change. And as I changed, it turned into, well, how did you do it? And with that being the case, like they offered me a job on the spot because they realized I was going to school for nutrition at the time. Uh, I signed up for a NASM program and within two weeks, I actually got my certification, which NASM is a pretty in-depth certificate. Right. I guess people didn't realize you could research for it before you even take the test, before you even sign up. So I I pushed as hard as I could in the gym. I, I was in there three times a day at one point because I didn't have a job. I, I couldn't get a job because I was just off of 
another knee surgery. I think that was my fourth one. So it it took a little while to get going, but once I got going, unfortunately I did enough research. You're going to get a kick out of this. I don't think I've ever told you this one before. I did enough research in fat loss and how to optimize it and how to keep the whole process rolling. I lost so much fat. My liver actually started to slow down. My liver enzyme levels were 13 times the normal height. They put me on a 72 hour observation to make sure I wasn't doing anything dangerous to my body. The VA here in Fayetteville did not connect with the VA in uh, Vermont, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And they didn't realize that in a five month span, my body weight had dropped from over 290 pounds to, I was 194. I think it was that day. Yeah. I I had literally dropped 12 pant sizes in that amount of time. That's freaking amazing. Dude. You dropped the whole person. I really did. (laughs) Uh, It's crazy because we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. And so whereas you were trying to actually slim down, as I mentioned earlier, I was trying to get bigger. And the way that I did this was not healthy at all. So I started doing this in the Marine Corps and I didn't have the the the, you know, internal clockwork to tell me, hey, you should start looking into, you know, actual healthy ways of doing what you're trying to do. And so what I did instead is I took to the chow hall like a madman. I would eat the food they gave us, plus grab a bag to take back to my room. And I was taking like three to four protein shakes a day, like whatever I could consume, I was eating. It was like clockwork, dude. Like I I promise you, I ate like what, nine to 10 times a day and it was all by alarm. But the size I put on, everyone else loved it. But however, I mean, I didn't really love it too much. And it really bit me in the butt when it came time for reenlistment. It was the first time in my life I'd ever been told I was too big. Really? Like, yeah, it was the first time in my life I'd ever been told that. And so <laughs> it was definitely freaking crazy. And it uh, definitely put me into a different mindset because then at that point, I wanted to lose weight. Uh, well, not so much weight, but I wanted to decrease the amount of body fat I had. And so that's what kind of fired me up to start looking into things. I don't like the idea to someone telling me that I just can't do something. Like yeah. that just bothers me. And uh, I understand that <laughs> one very well. <laughs> which kind of takes us into the next thing. Let's talk about a little bit of being addicted to the the progress. And oh. so we both talked about, you know, our climbs. What has been the most uh, exciting part of doing this? And what has brought you down to reality the hardest as far as what it actually takes to get there and maintaining it? Actually, this is a very recent one for me. So with... With COVID and the years prior, I let myself go again. I I only got up to like 270, but it, it was, I was also really, really excited because my strength was just skyrocketing as I was doing it because I was eating whatever I wanted. I would crack a joke because I would bring Pop-Tarts with me to the gym. I started training with like strongman buddies and powerlifting buddies just because I love the concept of being big and strong at the same time. Right. And of course, being five seven, that's a little bit of a Napoleon complex. But <laughs> I mean, me me at five seven, two hundred and like five pounds back in two thousand seventeen, I couldn't get over three hundred on a bench press. I couldn't break that five hundred mark on my deadlift. At two hundred and I think it was seventy five, I broke four hundred five for the first time. I got to the point where I was repping it out a couple of times, and that was awesome. Then I hit right. 600 on a deadlift and I did it without breaking 500 for, I think it was six, seven months. Like I didn't even try. And I just hopped up to the bar at an event and I got 605. Like 
it it became addicting to see that. I got a three hundred pound overhead press. I I jumped for joy, literally threw the bar. Like, I for a moment I was that gym douche. Everybody was like just looking at me laughing. But <laughs> I mean, here I am with my sleeveless, my belly's almost hanging out the sleeve hole. But you know what? I got that three hundred overhead overhead press. <laughs> hey, that's all that matters, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's until things like your love life get in the way. And yeah, I wasn't happy with how I looked. I was happy with the performance, but then we signed up for a challenge very recently Mm -hmm. and we needed quick cash. So I hopped in, figured with my knowledge, I could do something. Ended up taking fourth place. Got a pretty little penny. I think it was like $3,000 just because I did that well. Right. But at the same time, the whole process, it was, okay, I dropped 10 pounds this week. Let's try and make seven pounds the next week. And I just kept it going the way I know how. And every week it was more and more exciting because I went from this blob of a dude to by the end of it, my abs were sticking out. Like it was awesome. Heck yeah. Once again, in the span of eight weeks, I dropped 10 pant sizes. It... The problem is increase. every time I make progress, it's like, oh, I want more. I want something bigger. I want how can I top what I did last time? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so where does that get you though? Like, I mean, I know that for myself, I've never really been so much addicted to, you know, chasing extreme amounts of weight that I could lift, but as far as being more addicted to the aesthetic appearance of how things look, like I was really keen on that. And I know that I personally got to a point where I was, I just stopped seeing, you know, results, things kind of slowed down. And I know once you've been training for a while, it's typical for you to kind of have more of a crawl pace when you're trying to advance. And so for me, that was kind of devastating once I realized that, Hey, I'm not going to be able to, you know, shoot up. Well, not shoot up in the bad way, but, you know, like increase my size and strength as quickly as I was before. Things are kind of slowing down. Now I have to grind it out. What is your take on that? And how do you feel when you approach that situation? I think I'm one of those lucky people who the gym is my therapy. So when I'm in there, it's I'm in the right mindset. The second I walk through the door, the majority of the time, because it's, mm-hmm. it's an environment where nothing else matters. Just how hard do you work? And everybody in there, it's, it doesn't matter if you're fat and overweight or if you're like this aesthetic God, it's literally just, are you in there and are you working hard? Mm-hmm. The only people who get judged are the people who sit on a machine and play on their cell phone. Or if you're moving weight, doesn't matter how heavy, just everybody's proud of you. So get, yeah, getting yeah. in there, it's home for me. So all I got for me, all I got to do is set a goal and, I get addicted to achievement. That's, that's really what it is. It's, I have that problem where I need a goal. Cause if I don't have a goal, I'll make something stupid up and I'll just go for it. And once I have something set in my head, like that 300 pound overhead press, I had to get ugly to get there twice a week. I was training stupidly and risking injury, but I was building strength fast. Right. Unfortunately, it literally was an addiction for me. It still kind of is because, I mean, here I am. I'm 210 pounds. I'm starting to think I'm small. Now I'm 210 pounds with abs, 215 with abs. And I'm five foot seven. That's that's kind of big. Yeah, that's freaking. I'm, walk, I'm walking around the gym and my <laughs> girlfriend's pointing out I'm or fiance now. I'm one of the biggest guys in the gym. I'm lean compared to a lot of people in the gym. And I'm sitting there. There's a IFBB pro uh, women's physique 
competitor mm-hmm. who she's a sweetheart of a woman. I did a flex off with her one day and she's got bigger arms than me. It's like, okay, I, I gotta grow. It, right. I can't lean out anymore. I gotta grow. Thank you. Like, it, unfortunately, once you start seeing results and this is true for anybody who's ever seen like impressive results fast, you want to see better. You want to accomplish more. And it does become almost euphoric once you can realize you can hit any goal as long as you have that mindset for it. Well said. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's hammer more on the uh, negative terms of that. Let's hammer more on like uh, the downside. You know, like it's great to have goals. It's great to have ambitions. It's great to have something in front of you. But what happens when you accomplish that? But now it's no longer about accomplishing it. It's just an obsessive thing. Like it's all you can think about. And maybe you're honing in on one particular thing about yourself that you're not very fond of. And so your overall goal is like, well, let's say for you, not saying this is your case, but let's say I need bigger arms. Everything I do is curl. That's all I think about. Like, how do you oh, combat yeah. that? Oh, the perfect example is that overhead press was that was out of reach. When when I say I was doing stupid and unsafe things, it was I was making sure I would hit a dedicated heavy shoulder day. Okay, no problem. That's good for you. There's certain times you should deload and everything like that to properly build the strength back up. Mm-hmm. No, I would hit a heavy shoulder day. Then I would take a nap, which means everything else took a, went to the wayside. On those days, I was hitting six, 7,000 calories just to make sure I recovered properly. And I would make sure I got extra sleep that night. If it meant I had to sleep to 2 o'clock in the afternoon the next day, I was making sure I recovered. That way, three days later... I could go and I could do a volume workout as kind of like a trigger session to put blood back in the muscle. So three days later, I could repeat the whole process again. My chest workouts were suffering. My leg workouts were suffering. Like everything else was suffering, which now I've got these awesome looking shoulders at at my weight. But at the same time, it's like everything else went to the wayside. I got so caught up in it chasing that one goal because I wanted that. Like, I didn't care what it took. I wanted that number. It got to the point where, like, if somebody was interrupting me on a shoulder day, I would snap. Like, I would yell at people in the gym because, you don't. hey, gym etiquette, don't walk up to someone and pull their earphone out of their ear. Just don't do that. But at the same time, like, he was asking me for advice. He was asking me for help, and it's somebody I'd helped out before, but... In the moment, I got so caught up in the goal, I was actually yelling at this guy who needed help hmm. just because he interrupted me. Or if I missed a heavy lift, for example, like I, to build strength, eight by twos are wonderful. Two heavy reps of something unreal. I would spend 20, 30 minutes going through just that set. So I'm sitting there on an on a incline bench just getting ready for five minutes between each rep. Man, you shouldn't be on one piece of equipment for that long. You're interrupting everyone else. Like it, I became so selfish and self-centered and like focused on that one goal that I was pushing people off. I was ignoring people who genuinely could have used the help, but I needed it. It was, it literally was, I was addicted to, pursuit of the goal. Once I achieve the goal, I'd find a new goal. 
but I needed to make that. It, it's like you were talking shooting up for a second. Mm-hmm. That that was my hit. I needed that one number, and I was good. Right. But I would do whatever it took to get that number. There, there was no health concern. There was no safety concern. I didn't care about anyone else. Once I stepped through those doors, that was what I was going for. David. And obviously, that's not the uh, healthiest approach. No. <laughs> definitely not the healthiest approach. But that's definitely something that not just you or I, but anyone who, you know, embarks on a journey like this, if they're, you know, not taking all the right precautions to have the proper checkpoints in place along the way, it's easy to get tunnel vision and kind of ignore everything else. And so let's talk about people who are dealing with actual body image issues and maybe not necessarily, you know, the guy who wants to just build up the biceps or the guy who wants to build up the cast, but the person who feels some type of way as far as being judged, or maybe their self-esteem is affected because they don't have what they view as the ideal body type. And maybe they're doing some unhealthy things to try to get there. Uh, case in point, maybe lifting in ways they shouldn't be. Maybe they're, you know, overeating or overindulging in some area that's causing them to, you know, cause more harm than good. What kind of ideas do you have of people in that kind of position? Uh, well, funny enough, I've actually been in the position numerous times myself. As, as we described earlier, I've been morbidly obese more than once. I've I've run into issues all the time with it because, like you, I am very heavy on aesthetic as well. There was a brief point in time where strength was the only goal, but aesthetics is something nobody wants to look bad. And the biggest thing people have to realize is it's on, it literally is all on you. You can change it. So the easiest way to get through those moments is to realize, okay, I'll get there. What do I have to do to get there? If people can think of it in the terms of setting those little goals and think of it as like, like a progress report, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to accomplish it. Just make small steps. And unfortunately we're back on addicted to the whole process thing, but find that little bit of enjoyment, the small victories, like that first pant size you drop, if you're feeling overweight, remember that moment because that you're going to celebrate that once you get to the point where you're not celebrating the little goals that's the issue because you're you're chasing the big thing and you can't look at the big picture all the time right Uh, it it beats you down it drags you down it tears you apart because you want that you want that 100 pound mile marker because you're morbidly obese or you want to add that first 20 pounds of muscle because you feel like you're too small I've met plenty of women who, oh, I just, I don't care about losing any of this. I just want a smaller waist. Okay, honey. Well, you can't spot treat fat. You're going to have to lose a little bit everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's hard to realize your body's going to do certain things. You can't have that perfect body, but you can sculpt your body into whatever you want with enough effort, with enough time. But the, biggest thing you got to take into account is it's your body. Look at it as a project. Look at it as like, this is where I'm at. We can literally sculpt this into whatever I want. Yeah. It takes time, but enjoy the process. If you go, if you go too hard too often, you lose the process and you just, 
you become like me at one point. You just become an ass chasing a goal. Sorry for my language. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> but I mean, in this particular instance, people may not be as uh, in a position as you are where they have the knowledge to know that what they're doing is wrong and have the you know proper techniques and tools at their disposal to know how to correct these things when they're going down this path. And so for someone who's extremely inexperienced and they're trying to, you know, make a modification, them going overboard may not just be, you know, oh, well, now I'm just tired and I got to sleep a little longer. Maybe I've done too much and now I've broken something. Or now I've gotten so tunnel vision in this particular area that the symmetry my body needs to support my body to do the other lifts has been compromised. And now I've caused injury and weakness in other areas. And so I don't know. I just feel like everything you just said is very important and having the ability to celebrate those milestones uh, as you accomplish them and being able to accept the fact that the big picture is there, but it's the smaller steps along the way that make the puzzle complete. I feel like yeah. that's very keen. Um, and that takes us into our next point as far as acceptance and progression. Uh, I know for me personally, as I mentioned earlier, being a smaller guy trying to get bigger, it took a long time for me to be okay with who I am and where I'm at. And realizing that, yeah, it's great to have goals and ambitions, but realizing no matter how hard I lift, I'll never be six five, you know, and yeah. no matter how much I eat and how much, you know, <laughs> no matter how many other things I, I engage in, I'm only going to be able to get so big and be comfortable with it. Like I've been on the bigger side of things, but I didn't like the way I felt. And so I was not willing to compromise the way I felt for a size and just being OK with that. I feel like was major. Uh, what is your take on that? Uh, I think for me, the biggest aspect of it was it took, it actually took this most recent weight loss attempt for me to realize like, I'm, I'm okay with who I am now. Like, yeah, I've got the knowledge so I can go whichever direction I want. And I've got enough of a background in corrective exercise to where if something's imbalanced, I can tell in the middle of emotion. I know some people can't. And the biggest thing is if you love yourself enough, I feel cheesy saying this, but if you actually love being a person, you can find the time to ask for help. There are plenty of forms. There's plenty of information. Yes, there's misinformation, but dig in. Like you, you started a group, you started one incredible group of just people looking to help other people. And I've seen it in most of your lives and most of your information. It's the guidance is there. All people have to do is reach out. If perfect example is for me, anybody reaches out to me, I don't care what time it is. If I'm awake, I'm going to, I'm going to answer you. I'll be a little bitter if you're, you know, texting me at two o'clock in the morning, there's a high likelihood I'm still going to answer you and I'm still going to try and help just because like, there's enough good people out there. As long as you take the time to appreciate who you are and then it, it, in that acceptance of who you are as a person, you can move on to, okay, I want to change this. Okay, let's do it right. Let's, let's do it safe. Let's, let's not wake up in the morning and have one protein shake and then have a chicken salad at lunch and then a bucket of kale in the evening because I've had a client literally tell me that's what she eats. And she told me she was eating phenomenally. Hmm. Like there's information out there. You can do the research, love yourself enough to do it right. 
Thank you. I like that. Well said. I think that's what it really comes down to. I feel like, I mean, especially right now, we may or may not be at a disadvantage because some people, all they can think about is instant gratification. And the idea of having to go and actually look for something or actually work for something is too much. If they can't have it right now, they don't want it. You know, yeah. I ironically was talking to another friend of mine, another personal trainer, and they were having an incident with a client that's very similar to what we're talking about, where the person who, you know, they they foregone eating correctly in the chase of the number on the scale. And I, there's no answer for that that really justifies, you know, I mean, <laughs> it comes up. I mean, everyone, everyone has their thing, but when you know the right answer or you have access to the right information, you should definitely execute on that. And I think you're right when it comes to, you know, loving yourself enough and accepting yourself enough to realize like, hey, today I may not be where I want to be, but if I do these small things diligently and consistently, I can definitely get there. And if not, I get exactly where I want to be, get pretty darn close. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Um, and that's pretty much going to wrap up our time. However, I do want to thank you for coming on the show and dropping all that heavy information on us and definitely going in depth and sharing some things about yourself. That was dope of you. Anytime, man. I'm happy to do it. Heck yeah. Um, again, this is Dylan Cusack hopping on with me. Could you give everyone an idea where to find you at? Uh, easiest way right now is uh, at Dylan Cusco, K-U-Z-C-0 on Instagram and Facebook. Well, just Dylan Cusack. If y'all need anything at any point in time, don't hesitate. I've, I've got a lot of knowledge. I'm more than willing to help out. Okay. If I don't know, I'll do the research. I enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. That's probably one of my favorite things. It's like not only knowing stuff, but knowing learning. Like I, I enjoy yeah. freaking, I mean, if you go through my phone, I'm not saying it's the best way to strategize and have your life set up, but I probably have at least a hundred tabs open and I intend oh, yeah. to read all of them. You know, like It's just what I do. Uh, I'm on the New England Journal sports medicine mailing list. So I get that email every week. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Hey, uh, what last minute advice do you have for anyone that's listening before we get out of here? Uh, Last minute advice, man. I think with that one, the best thing I can tell you is actually take the time to appreciate who you are because you only, you do only get one life and we all have our downtime. We all have our hard times you got to fight through it and actually just appreciate the life you have. It doesn't matter how rough things get. There's always the chance to get them better. You just, you got to put in some effort. Heck yeah. Well said. Well said. All right. Again, thanks Dylan for coming on. Thanks everyone for watching. Um, it's been great. It's been real. Um, again, if you have any questions for Dylan, don't be afraid to reach out to him. You can either leave something in the comments for him or contact him directly. And if you enjoyed the show, please let me know because I would love to do it again. And Dylan, if you're willing, I would love to have you come on again. Anytime. Just let me know. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank All you, right, guys. Thanks. thanks for tuning in, everybody. Keep pushing. Greatness awaits.